The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I told my coach I want to knock hell the same way she like to knock people out. And then I did it tonight. Amanda Nunes, ladies and gentlemen. Dominic Cruz is all over him. He's out. Welcome back, Dominic Cruz. Man, I just try to keep it what I always thought about, which is I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm in better shape, and I want it more. Dominic Cruz, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, we should call this the Matt and Tuckered Out Gym Show. Because, Matt, I am tired. We have a, an action-packed show. Two real legends. Uh, Amanda Nunes makes her return. Dominic Cruz. We haven't had Dominic on in a while. Um, I Has he been on Unfiltered? I've interviewed him on my other show. Has he been on? Yes, he has been on Unfiltered. Of course he has. Yeah, I, I forgot. I love Dominic. I'm sorry. No, I don't even know if you were on when he has, but I, I know I I don't fun. remember. Uh, no, I think I was off. You know what? You're right. I think I was off. Um, hope that wasn't Dominic making a choice on purpose. Um, nah, listen to me. It's going to must feel nice for Dominic to only have to fight three rounds for the first time in like a decade. <laughs> right? I don't yeah. know. He got a I fucking, know. Last time he had a three-rounder, you know? I mean, shoot. Dominic, Dominic Cruz is a legend. And uh, don't embarrass me with the whole three legends on today. There's two. We're, we're talking about the guests. Two, two legends. Oh, you're right. You're right. Don't do that. Old. Did you say three? I said you two, know? but I was oh, counting. Jimmy, I'm, my bad. Oh, speaking of Jimmy, yo, let me tell you something really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing. Oh my God, Jimmy, talk about tuckered out. I was really. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired yesterday. Really tired. Or fella. And I had to do it, I'm, I'm doing an interview, right? I had to do an interview for like serious for with Jimmy Smith, our friend Jimmy Smith. Okay. You know Jimmy Smith? Yeah. Uh, you know, he used to be the, uh, the, the, uh, he used to do the analyst work yeah. or whatever, you know, Jimmy Smith. So it's about the upcoming, they're doing like, they're, because the ultimate fighter is coming back on ESPN plus, right. they're doing all this, like they're doing some press for it. So my season was going to come out. They wanted me to talk about it. Oh my God, Jimmy, I was going to text you. Why? I was like, I did the worst, most, I was a ram. Listen, <laughs> you're not going to believe, you're not going to believe this, Jimmy. I was a rambling idiot and i knew it when i was i was just i was just this is the problem i did it in my car and it was and it was by like a zoom thing on my phone i was looking like the fucking thing it was like the sun was in me so he goes no don't worry it's just audio no one's gonna see you so he said that to me when we're on air and i'm like and all i kept thinking is then why are we doing video because now i I, so i'm trying to talk meanwhile my add is kicking in because i'm trying to put the phone where i don't look like the fucking thing fantastic four and I don't know, maybe it was all right. I'll be I'm, honest. In my head, it was fucking awful. I find it impossible to believe that you were rambling like an idiot. I find that impossible to believe. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think you're serious. I, I think you're I think you're fucking with me. No, right I'm very now. serious. Jimmy, I'm looking at you and you're you're blinking more than usual. I that's blink a, a, lot. a lot. I can't help it. It's the no, no, you blink, you blink more when you're fucking guilty, you little bird. Yes, I do. I listen to me. Listen to me right now. I don't, I might ramble, but it's, it's a rambling towards something. It was, I was, it was probably very good. What happens is in those moments where we catch ourselves, oh, like, it's harder because you have a, it's a free flowing conversation and he probably wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, and, and then you go from thought to thought, like we all do. And it's just, it becomes, I would look, I would rather have somebody talk a lot in an interview than not be communicative at all. I would much rather Hell. have that. Sometimes I think you might have to be careful what you wish for because I don't think I don't think this is a great a great one. You know, and actually at the end of it, I go, we started getting better at the end. I go, and it's not like we could do it over, but I'm like, oh man, his name is Jimmy too. So then I'm then I'm getting too comfortable and I'm calling him Jimmy. I was like, oh you Jimmy. I'm like ah Jimmy. <laughs> I go to the beginning. I go to the beginning was a little off. I was all over the place. My ADD. Let's you know anything else you want to ask? He's like, well no man. He's being kind of formal. I'm like oh now I'm being too comfortable. Oh right? yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, I understand. I, gotta, I, don't know, I don't know everybody like I know you. I know, you and know? we get comfortable with it. Well, you have a co-host who you're comfortable with. I've done the same thing, too. We get, But it's okay. It, it's okay to be comfortable with somebody. You're Matt Sarah. This is who you are. You're, you're the what, same what guy everywhere. Mean, I'm Matt Sarah. What the fuck does that mean? You're the same. Grown man, with a, grown man with a ninja turtle cup. What does that mean? Well, you're the same man anywhere. You're Matt Sarah. When you, when you walk in the room, you shouldn't have to change who you are. You're you everywhere. Jimmy, I'm not me. See, see my sleeve. Yeah. See what I'm wearing on it. See what I wear on that thing. It's my heart. Looks like a heart. Yeah, it looks like it's a my heart, heart Jimmy. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Right on my sleeve. That's what, what, right where everyone can see it. That's true. Sometimes yeah. I wear my balls on my chin, which I probably. <laughs> Sometimes you wear somebody else's balls on your chin. I know. I was going to say that, I, but I figured I'd show off my own dexterity. Um, but I. <laughs> oh shit! I'm lightheaded, Jimmy. Uh, I can't wait, Matt, for this card. And I got to be honest. Card, Jimmy. I, I mean, Israel Adesanya, it, it's almost impossible to bet again. A, because I like him so much, but he's undefeated and no one has figured out that puzzle yet. But Blahovich is scary. But I'll tell you, Polish power is too stubborn to even think. What word do you think I'm going to use? He's stubborn. He's, 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 he's confident. 
Yes, you know, is. yes, he is. And his abilities, you know. And uh, dude, that guy doesn't go. He's not going in there thinking that he's losing. You see him? That's right. No. Jumping in a fucking lake and fucking taking those 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 ice dips. You know, I don't know, man. That's listen. I am so excited, so excited for this card for so many different reasons. You know what I mean? But from head to toe, man. Did I say from head to toe? That's okay. I know what you mean. Beginning to end. From listen, let's talk about the main card. You want to just talk about a couple fights? Sure. Until. Amanda Nunes comes in. That's right. Um, I mean, look, the, the return, you're you're so big on Thiago Santos. I love him. I love And, hey, I, I that John Jones fight. Here he goes again. I'm going to keep saying it because with that <laughs> bad leg, that guy was so good with his bad leg. So, yeah, I love Thiago Santos. Against, I think it's against Alexander uh, uh, Rakic, right? Yeah, that, that's a great fight, man. Yeah, Rachel, man, he's coming out like the truth, though, man. Yes, he is. He's like, he's not, he, I mean, I think his last fight with Anthony Smith uh, was a unanimous decision. And it was just, obviously. But I mean, I think he could have, like, he looked like, he looked great, you know? And and this is, this, a fight with Thiago Santos, after watching his fight with Anthony Smith. Yeah. I mean, styles make fights. There's no way. I think somebody's getting fucking laid out in this fight. Yeah, it might. It, I, I don't want to sound like a genius with that, but what are you? What are you thinking with that? Want to take a pick now? Do you want to take a pick now on this right now? Let me see one thing. What, Jimmy? I'm looking up something, but yeah, Tiago is 37. He's not. I mean, he's not old, but he's not. He's not 25. Um, he did uh, get submitted by Glover, huh? Third round. You know, 30s. How old is Rakich? How old is Rakich? Um, Why are you a young kid, man. He's a what young guy. Oh, 29. He's not 29 years old. I might go with Rakich on that, that one. I might go. Uh, Thiago Santos is so tough, but Rakich is eight years younger. And Santos, um, you know, again, you don't know how. Rakich. What's that? Rakich. Uh, yeah. Why would I, I say? Yeah. No, no. I didn't know what you were talking Ra- about. I'm sorry. Rakich is 29. Um, very tough. You got two inch tough. reach, two inches of height. You, yeah. you just don't know. Tiago Santos is extremely tough, and he really knows how to damage those legs. Rakic is probably never fought anybody who's quite, um, you know. Read that oh, down awesome! Awesome! The champ is ready. Amanda Nunes. I I can't wait to talk to her. There she is. Woo! Hello, guys. Hi, Amanda. So happy to see you. Um, how how are you feeling? You look good. You look happy. I feel amazing. You do. I can. I really can say this is my best, the best moment in my life. Really? Oh, why yeah, do you feel that so way? Nice. That's great to know. We, we're going to take that as a compliment for us. But why do you feel that way? Uh, <laughs> you know, like I'm so ready for this fight. My body, like amazing. No injuries. Like my daughter is here. So it's everything is like. It's amazing. Like I'm, I'm happy. You know, like I feel like I never been so happy like that. It, now, can I ask you? Is motherhood everything you've dreamt it could would be? Is you know, because you look like you're glowing. Yeah, you look happy. I love it. You look great. You look. You Thank see you. the love oh, coming out. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, Nina? Very oh, cute. Oh, look how happy oh, she is. Look how cute. Look at those cheeks. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. 
Oh my Such goodness. Good if my wife saw her cheeks, she'd be like, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> that is so cute. So cute. Wow. This is so great. She's everything that we really like want. Exactly how she is. Really? How are you handling the sleep? Sorry, like, have you been like, because you hear like when there's a new baby that, you know, people don't sleep and they're up all night. How, how are you doing with that? Yeah, honestly, like she sleep, she sleep very good. She likes sleeping like seven hours, wake up and they have her body four more hours. So in, in, in these moments, she's wake up, Nina stay with her. And I stay in the other room. So I have like full sleep in my whole camp, like pretty well. So we, we make a very good schedule. So when Nina's training, I stay with her. When I went training, Nina, I stay with, Nina stay with her. So we like back and forth. So I'm like really like ready for this fight. And the baby no was a problem at all. No. If you guys want one more, or if somebody watching right now want a baby, you go go for it's not wrong and it's not bad to have a baby. Well, then I want a baby, but the problem is nobody agrees with me. Nobody wants to have one with I'm me. I'm gonna let me tell you something. I have three dogs. The three dogs that I have is worse than a baby. They are right. Oh, no. worse. Every time that I go somewhere, I have to worry about those dogs. Like, where who is gonna stay with them? Like, what am I gonna do with those dogs? So, with the baby, just put it uh, the pocket, everything she has, and then go, you know. So Go for guys. <laughs> how is the dogs, um, especially when the dogs are a part of your family, how was it introducing our new addition here, the baby with the dogs and getting them comfortable? I'm always fascinated by that. Yeah, my my biggest one was pretty jealous, you know, especially outside. He's an outside dog. Yeah. The whole area, he's very like, he's very territory. So when I, the first time that I brought her home was a mess. He almost break the glass of the window. Oh it was like really a mess. But slowly through the window, I every every morning when I wake up, I sit down next to the window and then waiting for him coming to see her. And then yeah. slowly, slowly, I put in her foot in his in his uh, nose every day. So right now I stay outside, no problem. The little one is more chill. They love her. So, but the biggest one was, uh, was all about it. I thought I'm going to have to like take him and then give it to somebody, but ended up it worked out. So every time they're outside now, he come and they smell her foot and he's fine. You got used so to it. Yeah, I was very happy it. about, yeah, yeah. getting used to it. I was very happy because when you have a, a doggy for so long, you don't want to give it away, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> she looks like what a well-behaved baby. I, I listen, I have experience with little girls. I have three of them. I can tell she's a happy baby. She looks like she a happy is. baby. Yeah, she is. She like smile. Soon she wake up in the morning. The first thing she does like reach for, for me with oh, her hand. Geez. And then when I wake up, she like giving me this smile, like giving me this happening for the rest of the day. I go to training. I'm happy. <laughs> Many times in training, like I caught up. I was training grappling with Mike Brown. And like I was laughing. And he asked me, like, you look so happy today. So like, no, when I'm done here with you, I'm going to go see my girl at home. That is like, it's crazy how the, my mind was rolling and grappling, wrestling. And think about like, when I'm done here, I'm going to be more happy because I'm going to see my little girl. So those moments, like. It's amazing. How, how many months is she now? Five, five months. Oh, she's... oh, oh wow. Because now, now that's when the personality starts coming out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She go to the gym, Matt. She sit down in her car seat and they stay there like for hours. Me and Nina, sometimes we train at the same time. 
And then she stayed there waiting, watching and, and writing. Did, did you know <laughs> she was, did you know how you were going to feel? Like, is, is it more than you thought it was going to be? Like, or, or when you first saw her, like, did you react differently than you thought you would? Yeah. First of all, like, when, when I saw uh, she, yeah, and you know, delivery her, her, so like a little bit, like, I know take to see it is like, this is new, but you know, when the doctor say like, okay, guys, now you guys can take home and then I realize like, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> when the doctor come and say like, okay, she's ready to go. You guys, you're on now. So like, oh my God, Nina, we are mothers now. So <laughs> <laughs> we have to, we have to do a lot of things, read a book. So Nina is, is a very good mother, you know? She like, she take care of her pregnancy so well, so well. She like, because having these things, a lot of people say, and I think it's true having a lot of books. If you drink coffee during your pregnancy, the baby can be agitated when they born. So I, I realized this is true because my sister, baby, when she born, she was very agitated, baby, cry all the time. It very like, it's like, she was so hyper. My sister drink coffee her whole pregnancy, like drink it normal, like she don't have anything inside her belly. So, and Nina was saw how my sister carried her, her pregnancy and they say like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try no drink coffee at all to see if it's true. So Reagan is amazing. In the whole, in the whole um, aeroplane, five routers from Florida to here, she sleep the whole time, the whole time. Wow. The, the crew, the crew in the airplane, like came talk to us. Like I never have a baby like that in the plane before. So congratulations yeah. guys. You're like, yeah, she's a very good baby. We bless it. So were you, you, and you were in the delivery room, you were there. Yeah, I was there. How did you handle that? Was, was that tough? So was tough, you know, because you don't want to see the love of your life, like feel pain, you know, going through a hard time it's like i really thought nina is gonna have like to go to what is everything said to she she get a, a blood transfusion so it was pretty bad her delivery i always say like was the best moment in my life and the most scary moment in my life as well so yeah it was i was handled pretty well to show her like tell her when reagan ringa's head was closed tell yeah. her like give her the doctor was pretty good too letting me like see the exactly next to her. So I always tell Nina all the time, like, push one more, push one more. I just saw her head. So I always telling her, but was like two hours, two hours and a half. Oh, wow. She tried to push. Yeah, pushing nothing, 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 nothing. And one time, finally, she she show up. And the but relief of that, that you know, like, Yeah, that, after that, Matt was horrible. Nina starts shaking the bed. Like, oh I don't know goodness. what it was, was going on. And then the doctor come talk to me like, oh, don't worry about if I have to take her somewhere very fast. I say like, tell me right away what is going on because like the baby's here. So like, I might have to take the baby too because she has something that I, that I don't like to see. She, she was stuck with her head, 30 minute crowned. She was half head out, half head in. So for 30 minutes and then the baby, and it's like, that's a mess. Like, oh, you guys should tell me right away what is going on. If you know, I'm gonna go crazy. And everything like, and then the thing, she did a bunch of things like uh, to Nina, like to get Nina back, doing injection, 
and doing a bunch of things. And then Nina got better from nowhere. That was about a year. She was pretty bad. And, and right after, she, she like was, it was good. So, but it was a scary moment for sure. Were you worried you were going to pass out? They say a lot of uh, people pass out in, in the delivery room. Were you worried about that? I feel like when it is a uh, C-session, because you can see all the tools, all the, the syringes right. there, all the thing, the preparation, right. the cut. But it's natural, it's like smooth, because it's just like you waiting for the baby. That's it. Just waiting to push the baby. And it's not, a, it's not bad. But if you see, if you see like a cut, like cut everything down, like right. freak me out, you know? Jimmy, I think you were talking about people passing out at the altar, not the, the delivery. Oh, both places. I would never make it past the first one to get to the second. But but they say a lot of times you have to sit down because the guys will like, you know, you pass out watching. They, they're no. like, it's really hard. Actually, I have to have one of Nina's legs in my arms. Yeah, this baby to, so yeah to help her. Oh. To help her push. Oh, yeah. So, so if you like a lift a little bit and they stay here, it's better angle, you know, for the baby can come out fast. So I was the whole time with Nina's leg here and they talked to her and they said like in the yeah. camera in the other hand. In the camera in the other hand, I record everything. You did. <laughs> I did. Wow. Oh, uh, and they probably like you to have it like if you're sitting there as a partner, you have a job to do holding the leg. So you're a part of it. So you can't just watch and get like, you know, scared. You have to help out and do something. Yeah. Yeah. You have to even you have to motivate her too, you know, because at that moment, she don't know if what is she pushing exactly, you know, because the dog say push, push like you. Ah, but I don't know, like uh, what I'm pushing, you know, until slowly the baby drop to where they're supposed to go. And I told Nina, like, you can push it. She was telling me, but I'm pushing. I don't know where it's going, you know, like yeah. I, I don't know the feeling. Push a baby out. But I said, like, keep pushing. I can see her head. So couple more push, but. Was hard for her. Well, she had like a She yeah. was she was very sore in this part here because she was holding the thing next to the door and then oh, like ah. But well, look look at this though. Was pretty this cool. So was pretty cool to to watch. I never like expected would it be like like that. Reagan's you know? a very pretty name Amazing. too. Now was she named after somebody? That's such a cute name. No, actually, we always watch TV one day and then the name would come out and then we kind of stuck in our head. You like the name? Like I love. It. Yeah, I like the name. I like the I like the feeling and everything. So speaking of watching TV, what are you guys watching lately as a couple? What are you guys watching at night? What series? Tell, tell me, girls. Uh, we just finished a uh, Dexter. Oh, you know, you're not, not the first person that caught up on that. Yeah, I, I, I love, loved it. I like every time that I come from the gym, I have to watch it. But it's so like you get so into. Yeah. And you have to watch all the time because every every time something and then you keep follow, 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 you keep getting excited. So yeah. we just finish finish Dexter. Also, I, I like reality reality show. Okay. So I have a big one right now. It's called Big Brother Brazil. So I've been watching too. What's so on? 90 day fiance. Oh, <laughs> oh now, now you sound are you, like are you caught up? I'm ca are you caught up on 90 day? I'm obsessed with 90 day fiance. Are you caught up with it? <laughs> 90 day views. I caught up for a little while and then I said, like, Nina, you know what? I'm like, I'm done with these. Like, I can't handle. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's very addicting. It's crazy how much yes. you put so much emphasis in other people's lives, but it's like, I, yeah. I, I, I can't stop watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, and they have this Brazilian girl out there. So, like, I have to see what this girl is going to do. 
because <laughs> I'm, I'm Brazil, I want to see, you know. So that was a mess. I said, like, you know yeah. what? I, I like turn that off this TV. I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> well, they have before the 90 days too, which is what happens like when they don't even get to the States, when the, when the, when the guy will use or the woman will go to the home country of the person. It, I watched that one too. That's a great we one. We watched that one too. Yeah. That one was a good one. Yeah. I'm addicted to that. My Dr. Pimple Popper. I watch. Have you ever seen oh. that? I watch a little bit, but I got gross out and then, because if it was a black head, a white head, that's fine. But it's like big things and like you have to. Ah, no, no, that, that I can't. The size of Jimmy's head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, exactly. Like pop his head. That is not a pimple. That is not a pimple. That is like something else, you know? Yeah. yeah. But she, something nasty. she helps. She really makes people's lives better, though, because like people are so depressed when they walk in, like they have a big thing on their face and I she know. fixes it. Like she really does. She really makes people's lives good. Yeah, for sure. When I see when I see that, like at the end, the result, I always let it pass. I let the TV there until when I saw the when I see the at the end, the results, I feel very happy. Yeah. I wonder how she got into that profession. She started all popping her brothers and sisters. Zits, <laughs> and it's like, this is fun. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I, I can do it, something with this. I think she started like that because, you know, that time was like pop my pimples, my my thing. She always like, let me I'll see these. The thing. So I, I feel like yeah, she yeah. started from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then take it to the next level. So, yeah. uh, hey, listen, Megan Anderson, how does it feel? Because listen, we listen. You, you, we, we've said it. You know, you, you are the you're right. You're the goat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look at you. Look at what you accomplished. So, how does it feel to be like everybody? Oh, this girl doesn't stand a chance, or Amanda's gonna do that. Is it? Because I never felt that. I always was the underdog, which is great. Because everybody thought you were going to get your ass kicked, and then you could surprise people. But when you're the person that's supposed to be just killing everybody, it's like if somebody lasts around, they're like, "Oh, like, I mean, where, where's our head for that?" Like, you know what I mean? Honestly, honestly, I like keep it how was my last fight. Well, it's pretty much same thing, you know. Like, I really don't look for that. I don't really go look what it, people think right now because you, you always going to see something you don't like first. And then you see good things. But to avoid that, I prefer like, don't look anything. I look after the fight. So I keep foxy, you know, yo, I, I keep like my, my positive thoughts. I like really know Megan is very dangerous opponent. I cannot think like, oh, she's going to step in there. I'm going to kill her. This is not going to happen. You know what I mean? So I train very hard. I'm ready for this fight, but I keep my eyes on her. You know, because she's dangerous. She have long reach. She's tall. You know, she's like really good, have good kicks, good knees. So she know my game plan is take her down, you know, take her to the ground and then put her in deep water. So she's going to be ready for all those moments. And I put myself uh, in her place and then see what she be able to do to me if I went to, if I put in my strategy. In, in the cage. So looking at that, I really, really, really am going to have to set up very well everything that I has, you know, and, and ready for the best moment and see the mistake. I cannot think, oh, I'm in the favor and people think I'm going to kill her. I'm going to go for. It's not the way I think. I think like a champion, smart, you know. So I can I can finish her in any way. I know that. I know what I'm capable for. But have to be calm and waiting for the best moment. I feel like in that way, how I think 
It's making me calm and they don't really think about what the people think. And not to mention, uh, like Jimmy knows, she's working with coach uh, James Krause, who's um, who's a very, very smart guy. I mean, listen, you got Mike Brown. He's on your, he's with you. I mean, you guys got your, yeah. your very good corners, you know? So, but that adds something to it when I look at something like that. Because I know she's not hanging out with idiots, you know? So I'm very excited. Yeah. What a, First of all, what a card to be a part of. I mean, it's so, it's so exciting, you know? Yeah, it's a big card for sure. I'm just looking forward to seeing you back in action. Yeah, uh, honestly, me too. Yeah, you yeah. you knock out Cyborg in the first round. You knock out Holly Holm in the first, and then you have two decisions. Like that's really interesting. That like the patience after two ferocious strikers like they are, you put them both down to have the patience for the next two fight to win by decision. Uh, it really, you're right. It really does show like a championship mindset because you're not rushing in. You're not greedy, looking for a quick knockout, whatever it takes to win. You're seem to be comfortable doing that. Yeah. And my, my last fight against Germany, I have a very, very bad weight cut. And that was like something really, really, really make my body very weak, but I still go, five rounds doing the thing that I supposed to do, take her down. Even I was exhausted. My body was exhausted, but I still have my planet together and I still get it done. So that was another level. And mentally for, for me, look at that fight specifically when I was destroyed and I don't have anything left, but I still move forward. I still get it. What I went that to do. So, and that after that fight, say like, you know what? I know my head is more stronger than my body. I know what I can do. And I just have to really stay calm, stay, stay ready for everything. So five, five, uh, fight for five rounds always make you learn more things about yourself as a fighter, as a person, you know, your mind. So I feel like those those fights really help me grow yeah. and make me ready and for everything, you know? Well, yeah, that is interesting too, because so many people, especially after two big uh, knockouts, would get caught up in looking for that third knockout in a row. And it's really, it's just so smart that you didn't do that. Um, I'm looking forward to this fight a lot. You knocking out Chris Cyborg, I was at that fight. It's one of the most exciting moments I've seen in the in, in UFC. I mean, that was an incredible uh, incredible uh, fight for you. I, I mean, I think a lot of people had you pick to win that fight, but to win it in such spectacular fashion, um, you know, you're the especially greatest. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, especially because you told me more than once that Chris Cyborg scares you. And then for, so like for Amanda to beat her, beat her like yes. that, it's like, you know, beating up someone that in your, in your dreams might be bullying you. Or something. Well, let me, I'll tell you this. Everyone in the UFC scares me. There's no one in the UFC okay. who doesn't scare me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm scared of everyone. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of Nina. I'm scared of Matt. Everyone in the UFC, I'm terrified of. So, yeah, man, like that fight, we we were so, like, focusing ready because she had that mistake, you know? She, like, when she get hurt or when we we, we touch her boo-boo, she, like, losing her mind. So it was exactly what I want. In my training, my camp, was everything my coach was telling me. Okay, Make her feel like, just make her feel pain. At least one time in the fight for she can lose her mind. And then when that moment happened and they told me like swing with her because she's very open when she pressure you. And was exactly what happened when she pressure me and I supposed to swing on top of her arms. 
to get her face because when she swing, she was swing like that with her face. Yes. Up. So, and then that my coach said like, okay, now you're going to go over, over. And then I just swing like as, as she pressured me, I was swinging with her and then she got caught. The yeah. first one, I knew she know to be able to recover because that punch was so hard that I felt my shoulder the next day oh, on that shit. punch. Wow. Yeah, I told Nina, I said like, I knew after the first one, she's not going to recover because how I felt my, my bones was, I never felt that before in any I, other fight. I believe that if you hit that same punch, on my little Jimmy bird that you would kill him. I, I think <laughs> if, if it, not even that punch, I think no, that, that no, the, you, would, the, you would knock me down. You know, the punch when you hit gloves at the beginning, that would at least put me down. That would at least put me on the ground. The, the glove hit. <laughs> Amanda, uh, oh, we love you. Man. You know that uh, you, you're a great champion. I'm looking forward to this fight. Co-main event uh, to uh, Adesanya and Jan Blahovic. Uh, this Saturday night and congratulations on the baby to, to you and Nina. Thank you you look guys, so happy. Sam. And Matt, Matt, you see it too. Right? How uh, yeah, to you, Nina also, yeah. what a beautiful baby. If you Thank guys want to get out me. of this, Hey, if you want to both get out of this fighting uh, biz, you can put that baby as like a Huggies model or something. Look at yeah. it, baby. So look how happy. Jimmy. <laughs> She's so cute. Don't get me wow. emotional. Oh, oh my, my God. She's hey, the best listen. thing ever. So great. You guys are like one of my favorite couples. Yeah. Beautiful you, family. Congratulations. Congratulations and uh, have a great fight. Thank you for always having me and always give to me opportunity to talk a little bit. Yeah. And oh. thank you for always being by my side. Thank you. You're the best, Amanda. We're happy to have you on. We love having you on and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Bye, guys. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Look at this. Oh, he looks in shape. He's wow. younger than usual. Yeah. Dominic Cruz, do you hear us? Yes. What's going on, Sarah? Wow, Stop you look really good, man. Who, who can't hear you, Sarah? Who can't hear you? <laughs> <laughs> who can't? <laughs> Dominic! I, I miss Dominic. Dominic, you look great, dude. Yeah. And you look happy as a guy that's cutting weight. 
I'm looking at my face right now and what happened to it? It's like, it's shrunk down. I haven't looked at my face like this. What the I'm hell? I'm thinking, what is that that you've been, first of all, I was going to say the, the, what is that? Adam Levine or some shit? Who's the guy from that thing? Have you been called that before? Who's the guy on the uh, fucking singer? Adam Levine? Is that the guy from, what is that? Have you been oh, called I have that not been called that. That's the first for me. Well, I'll maybe I'm it. wrong. I don't know. But listen, you look good. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see you back in action, bro. Yeah, I'm excited too. You know, I'm, you know what I'm excited about is finally like having a streak of being able to just train consistently without getting hurt. I know that sounds crazy, but um, that's what I'm excited for. I feel good. You know, I'm finally healthy. And it's a bit, you're such a good announcer. Like you're, you're, you're really great at it. And so you obviously are going to be doing that for as long as you want to do it. I'm amazed with guys like yourself or DC, uh, even Felder who can still really fight while doing the announcing. Cause it, it must be so tempting just to go like this announcing gig is so much less of a strain than training for a fight. It's not really like about tempting because it is, I mean, you're not wrong. It, it is easier. It is. Um, it is great. It is a great job. And I'm very, very grateful for it. Like, what else can you say? Yeah. But um, there's this thing where you know your body can do something and you want to do it when, when it can do it. That's pretty much what it comes down to. You want to like, I mean, Sarah can attest to this. You want to use every ounce of what you have in your body while it's able to be used. And that's what it comes down to. And then it comes to with that mindset, the next piece is how do I challenge myself at the highest level possible? I mean, the UFC is the NFL of fighting. It's the highest level of fighting that there is. And to get the opportunity to get to challenge yourself on that, I mean, how can you pass that up? Dom, let, let me ask you, with the training and with some of the injuries in the past, did we did we like totally revamp shit as far as, all right, look, man, I'm just jumping rope for this one. Like, Or did you just, I mean, because I knew, I listen, man, a, a little, a little bit, Around your age now, I was, I tried to train like I was when I was 25. I was getting ready for Matt Hughes. I had people start with me in suplex, uh, crucifixes. I'd get out, I'd do 50 suplexes. Dude, I blew my fucking back, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, maybe I should rethink this, how I'm approaching, not maybe not as a 20-something, but as a 30-something. And it's not worse training, it's just smarter. Did you find yourself changing your, your routine at all from when you were younger? Definitely, yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you gotta, what I do is I, I elongated the training instead of doing it all in like a clump. I did it. I, after the Cejudo fight, I didn't stop. I just stayed instead of going on a vacation, instead of getting off track, I just stayed on the track. I didn't get off at all. And that built me up slowly instead of getting fat, getting out of shape, getting shitty, and then having to build it all back up. You know what I mean? And, and that gave me the last six months to just get my body to where, I now feel like I used to in my body where I'm, I'm loose. I'm not, so, you know, I can't tell you how many fights the last uh, two fights I've gone into the, the fight sore, like yeah. your joints are sore, you, you, you know, and you're like, now I don't have that. Um, I've done a lot of different therapies too. Dumb is part of the reason for that. And I'm not going to negative ill because of the anticlimactic controversial ending to that fight. Like you didn't get to be like, all right, if you would have won that fight and, Maybe you would have got a little fat. Maybe not. Maybe you know what I'm saying. But it didn't end. It was it was controversial at best. Okay, with with the ending with with Keith Peterson, and you know you were getting up and he jumps in and things happen. And I, it's easy to say things happen when you're not the guy training for a fucking cage fight for two months and something happens like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel dumb. I feel for you, brother. So it's like to have it so anticlimactic. Is that what kept you kind of on course? 
anticlimactic is a good way to put it. Um, you, they don't even show the replay of the finish because it wasn't, it wasn't like nobody wants to see that chunk of me standing up going, what the hell did I'm, I'm standing up. I'm doing, you know, Sarah, when, when you're as a fighter, when you're defending yourself and you're standing up to your feet, that's the, not the time to really want to be stopped. Know. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at the judges and you look at the, and you look at the record, it's an L. So that's, that's where the responsibility gets to come in. And then you get to learn from, I put myself in that position, take responsibility for it so that you can shift and move and then move forward, uh, regardless of what you think or, or what happened. Right. I mean, you know, this, so that's what I've had to do. That's what I've done. And, um, from there, I just stayed training. Like, like I just said, you know, what, yeah. what else can you do? It, there wasn't a, that wasn't why I'm here because of that. That wasn't why I stayed in. Um, the reason why I stayed in is because I've been hurt so much that it was nice to not be hurt and to be able to continually train. I didn't get, I had no injuries after that fight and my shoulder, I had about, I'd say I, I sparred about 12 times for that match after a three and a half year layoff. Okay. So like that wasn't really in my head. I'm like, man, that's not enough rounds. You don't, you need more rounds, Dom. You need more mat time. You need more live goes and then get back in there. And so that's what I've done the past six months. Speaking of more rounds, I'm sorry, Jimmy, let's talk about less rounds. Now you're not, when's the last time you had a three fight, right. a three round fight booked? When? Mizugaki, which was uh, 2014 is what I've heard from all the media. They brought it up every single interview. Motherfucker, and that went great for you. It did. That fight and went, it, how long did that last? <laughs> that was a minute, a minute, 10 seconds. Um, I, you know, Casey Kenny is a much different, different yes. guy than Mizugaki. Let's be honest. He comes from a grappling background. Mizugaki came from like a boxing background, boxing, kickboxing, and he likes to brawl. Um, while Casey Kenny likes to brawl, he also, he likes to brawl because he can keep it standing because of his grappling background. He's got a black belt in judo and he's good at wrestling. And he comes from a camp with Benson Henderson, where all they do is grapple, 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 wrestle. John Crouch, all them. So I'm aware of the skill set of Casey Kenny, and um, he's very durable and he's very he comes with power. He comes with a power style. So I think it makes for a fun fight. It's a very interesting fight, and it um, after the layoff that I've had that 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 three and a half year layoff, I was they offered me a title fight only because the borders were closed. That was supposed to be Aldo, and Aldo had three months to prepare for that fight. So you got to think. Henry was training for three months before that fight. Then the pandemic hit. Aldo was training for three months before that fight. Then the pandemic hit. And then six weeks before the fight, I got the offer. And I was like, who says no to a title fight? Right. Um, you just take it and you go, you do the best you can with what you got. And then I did that. It didn't go as I wanted, but now I've had the time to put in. And so I'm, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Time has been put in. The body is healthy. And uh, I believe that I can show up very well prepared this fight. Dom, when, when something like that happens with a ref, and I, and I know it's happened with other referees and other fighters and other instances, especially because you do have a, a, a job where you're going to be there announcing when you're not fighting. Do you have a point where you actually wind up a, a month later, all right, I got to see this guy and say hello to him or talk to him, or is it just like, yeah, you kind of stay out of each other's way? Um, you don't, I don't really dodge anybody, and I'm not going to give him my power to be upset with him or, or be mad at him. I'm pretty unattached. The truth is when somebody can't take responsibility and they defend, 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 like he's done, they're guilty. They know. So when you're defending something, 
there's there's a reason i have i have nothing to defend other than you can look at the film um and see that i was doing my job as an athlete and as a fighter in the moment uh to not be stopped there's one second left on the clock it's a five round title fight world title if you're a referee one of the things he said is i'm not paying attention to the time i'm watching the fight why aren't you paying attention to the time i am that's i'm in there fighting and i know there's 10 seconds left in the round you can hear the bricks clicking so let this guy get to the next round he's standing up um that's my situation with it but you know if he doesn't want to take responsibility for his shortcomings that i can't make him right and, and that is what it is do, do you think that a three-round fight too like matt just pointed out is it going to change because you get to, i'm sure a certain uh used to a certain pace over five rounds uh is it something that you're going to have to condense a little bit or is it going to change anything for you a three-round fight it changes everything for everybody. You know, when you go to a five round fight, yeah, you've got like, all right, you got to think of a mile. If you're running a mile, how fast do you start? How fast do you finish? If you're running two miles, how fast do you start? How fast do you finish? So on a two mile race, you might push the last two laps, or at least I will. So at the beginning of a two miles, I'll let everybody blast ahead of me. I don't care. I know the last two laps, I'm going to make that up. Sometimes you can do that in a fight, um, but you got to make sure that you're you're strong in that first round, first and second round, obviously, of a five-round fight. For a three-round fight, it's just blast. You're, right. you're just sprinting. It's a sprint. So I think with the Mizugaki fight, that's what allowed me to, to do what I did in there because I know that I've got the cardio to go three rounds. I can sprint it out. Don, let me ask your opinion because you're so fucking smart. Uh, Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Pretend I don't know either guy. What, what do you think of that fight? You don't know either guy. Pretend I don't. Yeah. Pretend I don't. Yeah. Who, who, I like pretend I'm not playing favorites. Who? What do you think of that fight? All right. So if you're asking me who would win, I don't. I don't. It's hard because I'm not good at picking that. I'm not a gamble. That's like a gambling position. Who's gonna win? But I've been asked that question a lot this week. Yeah. I do believe that um, that's a gambling position to know who's gonna win. But I can tell you what's gonna happen. Oh. Uh, I, to an extent, that's my job. That's what I do. And I, I've been watching the film on, obviously, lots of film on Sterling before I got to this position. And I've seen lots of film on Jan before I got to this position. And have you watched Jan fight Magomed Magomedov? Obviously, you have. You're coaching Sterling. Okay. Yes. You have. So in that matchup, they went one and one. And um, Jan made some good adjustments the second fight. He was able to to stop a lot of the takedowns. He was able to keep it on the feet and keep Magomedov very uncomfortable on the, on the outside until he was able to get the win. Um, if Jan's going to do that, he's faced that style before. If you've watched uh, Sterling, I don't know if he's ever faced anybody that switches stances as effectively as Jan does. He can switch from Southpaw to conventional and stay Southpaw. I mean, you saw him get his leg chopped off by Aldo, switch to Southpaw and finish Aldo. So, that's a that's a big task when you got somebody who can change the the trajectory of the takedown by switching stance. I think the missing link for Aldo and Jan is the fence. I think the fence is what changes that fight and makes uh, Sterling have a very good chance um, because if he can put him on the fence, you saw what he did to Sandhagen. He can jump on the back very well, and yes. he doesn't he doesn't really get tired gripping. Like a lot of people get tired when they 
when they hold the back, as you know, like it's exhausting and he can kind of squeeze the whole time and not get tired. So that's a big gift for him against Jan. He's going to need to use that and just hang on him like, you know, really heavy. Being an analyst and listening to you talk, like you say so many things that I would never, that would never occur to me for obvious reasons, like that, the, the, the length or the ability to squeeze and grip. Who's the hardest guy for you to predict? Like, I know a lot of fighters are different. It doesn't matter what weight class, but is there a guy who fights like every time you're like, I really don't know what the fuck this guy is going to do. Um, is there somebody whose style you find is just that very where they're really, really hard to, to pin down? Yeah. Anybody with a layoff. Uh, anybody who's been anybody who's been laid off is impossible to predict. You don't know what's going to happen because also you got to think Jan uh, pulled out of the first matchup. So is he hurt? Uh, did he need more time to get in shape? Um, what's going on? So like when you have a long layoff, it, it creates a, a space where the person can either adapt and create a lot of fill, fill in a lot of gaps or it creates a gap and they get behind because they're not training because they're hurt. So it could go either way. And, and to me, that makes it hard to predict what's going to happen. It's funny you said the thing about the layoff because uh, Jimmy, Dominic's the, one of the guys that kind of like uh, proves that the old ring rust thing isn't, it's, it's, it really, doesn't really hold water all, all right. the time. You know what I mean? Like David's the on the ring rust. He came back after, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm guessing, two-year layoff. I might be fucking out there. And took out Mazaki. Am I way off with that? How long? No, you're not way off. It was... About three years, almost three years. And another year. Shit. And he came back and he fucking destroyed. So it, it made Dana be like, oh, maybe I'm off with that whole fucking yeah. ring well, then I, I mean, you got to remember, too, then I blew my other knee out, had another year off, and then that's when I fought Dillshaw after that, after a year layoff, oh, at, right after that, after that Mizugaki fight. So that, again, solidified for me that when you prepare, ring rust does not exist. Now, can it exist if you're not preparing? Of course, of yeah. course it can, but it's not a real thing. It's lack of preparation. It's not ring rust. People call it ring rust because they don't fucking bite. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, cause you're 35, you still look great. The fact that you've had time off, as much as it sucks in the moment, do you think that like, okay, now that you're fighting and you're really healthy, there's a lot of damage your body didn't take because you weren't fighting for two or three years at a time. So it might actually put you in a better place at this point. Well, yes and no. Let's, let's be honest. And Sarah, again, can attest to this. Father, time is a real thing. No matter who you are, it's we're human beings. Like time does hit you unless you're Yol Romero. Um, but the, the bottom line is like at, at the lighter weight classes, as you get older, you know, you, your body does change, but I did sustain a lot less damage and mostly to my, to my brain, right. you know, like you gotta think really, that's, what's really been preserved a lot too. Um, but I don't really look at it as, as that, as much as you got to think of any basketball team or football team, which I don't feel like this is discussed a lot either. If you go into the finals of a basketball team or the finals of a football team, when, when gambling, they look at the the rate of which each team who they had to face up to that finals. Right. So like, did they have uh, any, any, did they have any like uh, overtime games? Did they have any, how many games did one team have versus how many games did another team have? So you got to think of like the longevity that's gone on the body does add up on each person. So I haven't had a fight in a year. How many fights has uh, my opponent had, you know, like I can remember fighting three, three title fights in one year. And going into that third title fight, not a lot of, I mean, I can think of seven 
I think I did the statistics. There's only seven uh, world champions that have ever fought three title fights in a year and defended their title. So that's in all of MMA. That's a heavy year for a title for a title run, you know, and um, how many people can do that? And I, I haven't had to, to beat my body down at all this year. Right. I've just, I've had, you know, three physical therapy sessions a week. Um, that really helped me out the most. That's something I didn't really have the luxury to do early on in the sport. Physical therapy wasn't really something that anybody talked about. Um, and I do that a lot now. And that, I think that really helps me out with being healthy, moving into this. I don't see Dom as one of those guys that needs a mental coach. He no. seems like a steel trap up there. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. Dom, I, I miss you, Dom. We had some funny times. Uh, I apologize for my car that time when I went to give you the ride. Remember how dirty it was? My favorite, my favorite time with Matt Sarah was in the plane and we're up at, 30,000 feet and we we were like in I just remember getting up we were going to, I forget where we were going somewhere international Australia or Abu Dhabi or somebody Australia. and I was working obviously you were you were coaching raise it out I just get up and I'm like you know I'm kind of messed up because I took a sleeping pill to, to sleep on the plane obviously like an at p.m. or something and I get up I'm half asleep and I walk into this like middle room and there's a bar and there's this lady and she's like oh would you like a drink and I look over and Matt Sarah's sitting there and Ray Longo's sitting next to him and they're just chatting. And I'm like, I had to like wipe my eyes and be like, is this really happening? Am I in all reality right now? Like I'm at 30,000 feet having, to, having a little sip with these guys and trying to put myself back to sleep. And we had a really cool talk. Oh, such a good time, man. Such a good time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, excuses now let me ask you something some guys and i understand like you're one of the goats okay you're one of the best guys to get in there dom what you've done shit man it's i mean you could walk away today and, and, and they'll be talking about you forever uh you, you don't have a ton of losses there so but when you've been winning for so long and you have a loss some guys do not know how to come to grips with that shit now, the latest example I've talked about before, and again, I like that kid, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and, and uh, you know, I didn't think that he handled the loss correctly with, with uh, Cheeto Vera. Paulo Costa. And then we talked about Costa, yeah. um, uh, Paulo Costa, uh, his loss to to Izzy, to Israel Adesanya. And now just recently he came out that he's saying, I, I couldn't sleep and I drank a bottle of wine. <laughs> Somebody please fucking throw a bottle of acai in this guy's face. Just fucking wake him up and say, cut the shit. I'm not going to be that guy. Have you seen the size of him? <laughs> First of all, I want to start with I'll that. Get, I'll put you on my shoulders and I want you to fucking do that. To <laughs> That's all, I'm going to start with that. Okay. But um, what is your actual question? The question. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dom. The question is to get over a, a handling for a young fighter, let's say. What? How would you recommend them? If a, you know, losses come in this game. You don't expect to lose. You want to be that guy undefeated. You get dealt your first fucking loss. How would you recommend they handle that? Because I'll tell you right now, how you don't handle it is saying you drank a fucking bottle of vino and the other guy's saying, ah, I'm undefeated this year. That's probably not the best way of handling it, if you ask myself or my Jimmy Bird. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you on that. Um, I would say that, there's a, two things. One, your ego is attached to winning and losing. So the ego's got to, you got to do your best to try to, 
you know, ego is a good thing. Sometimes don't get me wrong. You can use it and it's a very powerful thing, but then there's other times you've got to be, be unattached to it because it's not serving you after a loss being attached to your ego does nothing but eat you alive. Um, so you got to find a way to, to detach from it. That takes practice and that takes work. I'm going to be honest because you, then you have to realize that you are not your ego. You are not your results. You are something different and fighting is not the end all and it is not the be all and it is not who we are. We are something different on top of it. Fighting is just a gift we have and get to do, get to be right. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, understanding that. Have you ever lost something besides a fight? Like what's the next thing you're going to lose later? Like we're all going to lose something. You can't. It's it's unavoidable that. From now until we die, we're going to lose many things. We might lose a wife. We might lose a girlfriend. We might lose a loved one. We might lose um, oh, a car. Our hair. Our, maybe I'm sorry. <laughs> our hair. We might lose Directions. anything. All right. Sorry. But the bottom line we're getting is, off you, you got to get, you got to get used to it. You, you might as well just accept that loss is part of life. And I've said this before and um, this is just part of it. This is what life is. This is why we do it is the truth of fighting. There's no, like I, whether I like it or not, I lost my last fight because of the, the judging scorecards. Now, if we're in a, if we're in a street fight and I'm getting up like that, I still got a chance. You know what I mean? There's nobody in there to stop me. But if we're looking at the competition portion of that, there's an L next to my record for that fight. I get to, I get to accept that. Um, and what else have I lost? What else am I going to possibly lose? Am I just going to throw a fit and make excuses every time I lose something? Or am I going to take responsibility and move forward because responsibility is the only way to really like make a difference with the loss. Otherwise it's just in vain, isn't it? Otherwise, what's the point of it? If you don't take some responsibility for it and then it just becomes useless, you might as well do the best you can with it to make adjustments and fill a gap. I mean, you're going to lose again somewhere. Guarantee it. Your brain is so interesting, Dom, like the way, the way you, th that's why I love you as an analyst too much, so much too, because you, you have such a, a, a an interesting way of breaking things down. And, and it's always something I've never thought of before. Um, and, and I want to ask you too, uh, what, what do you think of uh, Blahovich and uh, Adesanya? Cause I kind of think that people are not, not that Adesanya is going to lose, but I think people are sleeping on Jan Blahovich. And, and I think people just for some reason, maybe not analysts don't, but I think people in general kind of underestimate him. Uh, and what he could do. Well, what you're looking at is uh, Jan Blahovic versus got other gentlemen his size. So that's a tough fight. Um, every fight has its own toughness to it. The challenges that Blahovic brings to Adesanya is grappling, in my opinion. Um, he he's going to want to get a hold of him, maybe put him on the fence and create some takedown opportunities. I mean, everybody knows that if you try to stand with Adesanya for three rounds, it's not going to serve him. I just, I mean, how many rounds does Adesanya have kick just kickboxing alone? I mean, hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands. Uh, and we'll say at least a hundred in competition that's in competition rounds. So speed is a factor. And I think that that's what people are looking at. When you're in, when you're striking, speed is a huge advantage from the outside with distance and range if it's if it's uh, utilized right, and that's what Stylebender does well is he utilizes distance and range in order to make his speed uh, a factor and his counter ability. Blahovich goes first most of the time, so I think that fight has to be counterfighter versus counterfighter. I think you you got to make you got to try to counterfight Stylebender if you're going to beat him because he can 
watch look what he did to um the australian cat uh sorry i'm having a whitaker? brain fire whitaker whitaker thank you i haven't eaten enough uh whitaker look what he I did to whitaker. <laughs> look what he did to whitaker i mean whitaker's no joke whitaker is nasty and the way that he knocked out whitaker with that counter with that counter was that was he hit that twice in that fight by the way that wasn't just one time he was looking for that so um that wasn't like some fluke knockout that was like an adjustment that he made in fight that's what blahovich is facing so i think that when you watch those counter ability, the counter ability of style bender, and then you see the speed advantage, I think that's what people are looking at when you're looking at the matchup versus Blahovich. Blahovich, if he gets a hold of him, he could take him down and hold him there. But yeah, well, I mean, I think they're also still looking for um, uh, Luke Rockhold's head after John Jan Blahovich did that left hook off the fucking <laughs> wow! Holy fuck! Yeah, Blahovich, I mean, listen, that legendary Polish power. So I mean, listen. I'm excited because I think Izzy could be lighting him up, but he lands one of those bad shots and that could be fucking lights yeah. out. Hey man, this is why we watch. This is why I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, no because question. To Dominic Cruz. Wow, thanks, man. I'm I'm ready to get back in there. Yeah. Dude, and I'll tell you, you'll be getting and it, you know, they say this and it's really true. Be like you're headlining the prelims, which is it sounds weird, but personally, being a guy that was in there who spent time in the prelims. I always fucking loved it. I got my fucking thing. I, I I got done early. As long as things go well, I get to watch the rest of the fights and I'm fucking nice and I'm relaxed. I don't got to sit there backstage and just fucking wait all day. Get it over with, man. You're right about that. That's a that's a gift that only fighters understand is knowing knowing that like, okay, it's in and out. You know, it's like when you get a short, short notice fight, a lot of fighters only like short notice fights because they don't like thinking about it for eight weeks. It, it messes with their brain. You know, you know, those fighters, don't you? Yes, I do. So, so it's like, uh, it's similar to that kind of mindset. You know, it's like, you just want to get in there and get out, but people are saying whatever about the prelims. It's like, that's, that's the lead off batter. You know what I mean? On the, on the yeah. baseball team, that's yeah. the lead batter. It's like I'm setting the tone. Me and Casey Kenny's fight is setting the tone for the main card, and everybody's watching that fight because it's right before the main card starts, and it's free. So a lot of eyes will be on that. Uh, it's one of the most seen slots on the entire fight card. So the UFC has a plan. They're not silly. Yeah, and it's typically a fight they expect to be a great fight or that they have faith in uh, because, I mean, they, the motivation is to get people to get the pay-per-view. So they obviously have faith in that fight because they're like, this will make people want to not go and do anything else for tonight. This is going to make people want to stay and continue watching. Uh, you know, yeah, Jimmy, well. Jimmy, before I yeah. let, we let Dom go, because you know he's got a big fight coming up. Uh, enough of this MMA shit for one second. Tom, what are you either reading or watching? Something unrelated to MMA. Give me something. Yeah, what a good question. Have you ever heard of the Surrender Experiment? No. No. What is that, a book yeah. or a, a show? It's a book. It's a book. It's That's a book. why I never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, they make an audiobook version too, okay? So um, for those of you who don't have the best reading comprehension, yes. audiobook. Audiobooks is is, yeah. a, is a missing link. It really is, and uh, I I highly suggest the surrender experiment. It'll it, it that's a lot of what I'm ex, uh, explaining about loss. Actually, like how to deal with it. it, you can learn in this book. Is like a mind self help type thing. So it's, you look, people think of surrender as a negative thing. Like oh I'm I'm giving up. That's yeah. the general consensus with surrender. But if you think about it, it's actually letting go and receiving. That's actually what 
surrender is. You let go of what you can't control and then you receive what you can from whatever you had to let go of. Uh, that's what I'm saying with the loss. That's what failure is. That's you have to, it's done. You can't do anything about it. Surrender to it. It is, it's what is. It's like letting uh, go. Why, why resist it? Right. That's a, yeah. that's a, a principle in getting sober too. People say the first thing to do to get sober is you have to surrender. Like it's, it, it, this is it. I have to, to surrender or I will never beat this thing. So yeah, there is a lot of strength in surrendering to something that is, uh, it just seems unbeatable or it's unconquerable or you can't get beyond it. Surrendering to it a lot of times is the right, right thing to do. And you know what makes it so tough is another thing that people see as a weakness is vulnerability. And one of the key components of surrender is vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable enough to surrender to the moment, to that issue. And that's what sobriety is too. Trust me, I come from a family of addicts, unfortunately, my father um, and other family on my father's side. So I've had to understand all this AA stuff and all that as well. Um, and that's a huge part of it. And it's, it's a gift if you can figure that thing out. So surrender experiment, check it out. Yeah, that sounds great, man. And uh, you look you look really good and healthy, and it's it's great talking to you. And I could pick your brain for hours about fights. I, I love love when you're analyzing uh, a fight. So good luck on. I'm talking. To you yeah, guys. you too, buddy. And come back more often, please, if you can. We we love to have you on more often. I would love to. All right, have a good fight Saturday, man. Okay. Talk to you, Dom. See you guys. He's an interesting guy, man. Really interesting guy. I always got along very well yep. with Dominic. It's great. I, I like that one point. So what exactly is the question? I, yeah, he just, I, I always just get a kick out of him. I do. Yeah. Because, you know, he's just, he's, I like that kid. Uh, let's do this, man. Let's and you know, as you said before about his age, 35. And, yeah. you know, you're going to bring up at me at 35, knocking out Frank Trigg again. I, I didn't want to say it because I know that makes you shy. It embarrasses me. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> so, look, we talked about. Did we make the pick on Thiago Santos with a uh, Ratchik? Uh, no, we did not. And I'm debating because of Thiago's age. I think I'm going to go with Alexander Rakic here. I think I could see Santos winning too, but Rakic is just. Uh, boy, I don't know. I'm going to say Rakic uh, decision. Because Thiago's pretty durable, man. He hung in there and, you know, Thiago, I'm going to say Rachich, Alexander Rachich. I'm saying it right, Rachich? I don't know. Rakich. I believe it's Rakich, yeah. Well, it could be Rachich. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. I think it's Rakich. Um, you know what? I'm going to get fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm going to say second round TKO for Alexander Rachich. I, and I'm going to reverse course. Diego Santos has lost two in a row. This is a make or break fight for him, I think, in the light heavyweight division. I am going to take Diago Santos. Um, I'm going to take him by a second round stoppage. I almost said decision, but I'm going to take him by second round stoppage. Let's move right along, dude. Islam uh, Makachev against Drew Dober. What a great fight this is. Both coming off a couple of wins. Uh, Dober has not fought in almost a year. Uh, since May. Uh, oh, God. And, and uh, Makachev hasn't fought uh, since September of 2019. I think with this one, I'm taking Drew by decision. I'm taking Islam by decision. Okay. I think Islam's a effing problem for people. He is. I like Drew Doba too. 
But Islam's going to go in there and go, move over, Drew Doba. <laughs> He's not going to say that, no, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm, Jimmy, I will never say that again. I promise, oh, Jimmy. No, oh, Jimmy, can I do it one more time? Move over, Drew Doba. Yeah, it was worth it. I'm happy I heard it twice. <laughs> now. Hi, I'm Captain Cringe. All right, listen to me. Let's keep going. Jan uh, Sterling. Now, now, maybe you can't pick this one. No, no, I'm going to pick okay. it. Okay. I'm, I'm not in the corner, brother. I'll, we can make picks. Okay. It's all good, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sterling by yeah. Listen, he's saying he wants to grapple him. He's not. He's making it out. He's getting out there. I'm gonna say Aljamain Sterling becoming the new champion at third round submission. I'm gonna give Aljo a second round submission. I'm saying second round submission. I'll tell you why. Because Piotr Jan is again. He's so good. His striking is so good. He's so deadly. The longer it goes. I think uh, you know that that's better for Jan, and I think if if Sterling gets him um, again while he's still dry, if possible, which could be done in the first round. But I'm going to take Aljo early. Um, but but I think Jan is really his striking is so good that as the longer it goes, the more dangerous he is. So I'm going to take uh, Aljo by uh, submission in the second round. I think he'll be able to get on his back. Me too. I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you for the Funk Master second round. No one. I, I don't see it. Look, Megan Anderson is great. She's coming off a couple of uh, a couple of wins, a TKO, a submission, like impressive wins. But uh, I, I don't see anybody taking anything from Amanda Nunes, who looked really, really good. Amanda Nunes, second round submission. Submission. Oh, I said it. Amanda, I said I'm taking Amanda. It. I think she'll take it to the floor and then she'll have a way. I said submission. Third round. He said submission. Third it's round TKO. It's easy to break into like a song. I know isn't it is. It? But I, there's nothing, there's not, there's no good song for uh, TKO. So I'm going to take Amanda, third round TKO. You didn't hear me though. You didn't hear me. Second round second submission. Round. I'm saying. Oh, you, you're going against the grain. I'm going third, third round TKO for Amanda. All right. Jan Blahovitz. Israel Asanya. Wow, man. Wow. I'm going to say. I like both four, of these guys so much. Fourth round stoppage, Israel Asanya in a, a crazy bull versus Matador fight. I think Sorry. Adesanya by decision because I think. The best shot for him to win this fight is to avoid getting pressed up against the cage and getting one of those fucking hideous Jan uh, Blahovich uppercuts. I, I think uh, for Adesanya to win this fight, I think it's got to be a decision. Again, could he knock him out in the first? Sure. But I'm going to take Israel by a decision because I think his whole goal is going to be fighting the outside. Uh, and again, he's fought guys like Derek Brunson who wanted to take him down. There's other fighters who really wanted to take him down. And he just seems to be able to impose his will on anybody he fights. So until somebody beats him, I can't go against uh, Adesanya. Israel by decision. I'm only kidding. What'd you say? Look, there's a part of me that I almost said Blahovich by second round knockout. I mean, you I almost said that. I, I almost did because I have so much faith in, in Jan's power. And again, I think he's so underrated, but with, even though he's going up in weight, he still has a two inch height advantage, a two inch reach advantage over Jan. And I, I I'm sorry, over, uh, yeah, 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 Jan Blavich. I think those things are going to uh, be able to let him work a little bit of distance like he's going to want to do. Um, it's not like he's going up and giving up a whole lot of height and reach. He still has that advantage. I think that will go into helping him win uh, fighting at distance. And he's, you know, again, the seven years is not the biggest deal, but it is something. Seven years. Yeah. 
Then again, I'm taking Amanda and she's seven years older than Megan Anderson. So what the fuck do I know? It's how long I've been cornering the, the, the fucking funk master seven That's years. Right. It's so exciting. I'm excited for him. He's going to be the new champ. Yeah, I think so you too. I, mean? I think so yeah. too. He's worked hard and uh, I really think so too. Yeah, it's life changing. So I'm I'm really excited for him. Listen to me, um, yes, you're a good friend, yes. and I'm going to be probably talking to you uh, over the weekend. I'm around, dude. I can't wait. Oh, and by the way, one fight I want to see: uh, oh. Carlos Alberg against Kennedy in Chukwu. I, I think is how you say his name. I, I always say his name. It's a very hard. It's N Z E Chukwu. Um, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, um, but I'm looking forward to that fight. That's on the early prelims. Yeah. Yeah. Light Jimmy, heavyweight fight. Yes. I'm looking forward to this whole freaking car. Me too, buddy. Me too. No, it's going to be here soon. Yep. And uh, it's going to be great. Well, Jimmy, what do you want to plug, brother? Nothing. Uh, just Jim and, oh, Jim and Sam. We're oh! on from 7 to 10. We're now going to be on from 8 to 11 live because driving habits have changed in the morning where people are leaving for work. They're getting up an hour later. And listening to the radio later because they don't have to drive to work. The commute has changed. So, yeah, because again, there's people not getting up at six and being in the car by seven to get there by eight. If they're starting at eight or nine, they're just at eight o'clock, they're turning the radio on. So, we're now going to be. How's New York? Is this still a shithole? It's the same, buddy. Nothing has changed. I, you know, I, I'm going to say I miss going to in there and everything, but uh, we want to have you on. We just keep forgetting. We would love to have you on, though. We would love to have you no, on. No, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. No, I'm not trying to. No, but I'm saying that. I'm saying, as, I mean, coming in to do our podcast. Yeah, yeah I, but I know, but I'm saying I want to have you on Jim and Sam. Oh, I would love to. Uh, but I, I'm telling you right now, Jimmy, doing this by Zoom, we, we're doing all right, Jimmy. We're doing fine. Yep. Doing okay. Considering. It's the only option, and I think it's, it's – it's, look, it's not the same as being in person. I'd much rather be sitting next to you, and that will happen. I mean, probably by June maybe once oh, things okay. start. Jimmy, 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 listen, this is what I'm thinking what? about it. For us to keep this job, if they ever give a shit, they're saving money by not getting the studio. We're still giving – delivering a quality yeah. podcast. The unfiltered army is happy, buddy. I'll tell you. I'm not gonna say that if again. you could say that, if they decided that we were only going to, I know they like the in-studio chemistry, but if they said, "Hey, look, for a while we're going to do this," because they probably already have the studio rented, so it's not like they have to go get a new one. They already had one. Uh, might as well utilize it. Um, we'll figure it out. I'll talk to you this weekend. All right. Thank you to the great Dominic Cruz and, and the greatest of all time, Amanda Nunez. What a great, great couple of guests and a fun yes. show. Jimmy, love you, my yes, little I love bird. you, pal. I'll see you, I'll see you soon. See you in a few days. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Watch the fights. Yes. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.